0: Before we start properly and introduce what's coming up today, I'd just like to say you're listening to the dulcet tones of Ashley, who is back now. But Chris, you held the fort well in the time we were off. It was a good episode. Really, really good. How was it? How did
1: it feel? Um, Felt weird at first, and then it continued to feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> up until i had someone to talk to who wasn't myself so well how how was it with chance oh it was great because we we hadn't like talked outside of the episode we did a couple of months ago so i was like oh let's see where this is going how how is it how how it's going to go and it was super like like we've been knowing each other for years so so easy he was so he was so nice and yeah i dude i think i cut an hour of additional content from the interview because we talk what? about so much stuff like vocal chains and uh, guitar amps and just random shit so yeah <laughs> wow yeah okay okay
0: i mean i i did think when it was like 30 minutes long i thought well that's short i'm mm-hmm. sure they talked longer than that mm-hmm. but, but anyway so i was listening to the episode mm-hmm. though and um i got to the end mm-hmm. right to the very end have you listened to that bit at the very end
1: no not really i'm not one of those guys who listens to his stuff once it's finished i'm just like okay it's so good uh, there can't be anything wrong with it so i just upload and be like i'm good okay no that makes sense that's good
0: but i'm just gonna play now the the ending just so you can hear it okay Mm -hmm. cool Mm -hmm. oh
1: wow i am awesome i don't know what Ash thought about this is easy it's like, oh, the, the, the podcast where we get behind people's music, oi. yes. One day I'm going to take over the podcast all by myself. And it's B, C, M, behind Chris's music all day and all night long and all every day on... Un- oh, Jesus Christ, is the microphone still
0: on? So, so, hang on. So, what I heard there... And you have to correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong. I'm getting old, right? Mm. Like, my hearing you do. isn't great. Yeah, but yeah. Um... It's, um, you're starting your own podcast or taking this one over. Is, is that correct? Is that what I heard at the end?
1: That can't be me. I think there was some kind of interference. Like, Germany is well known for podcast interferences from all over the world. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> we can't even stay in character. Yeah. Through this <laughs>
0: what the fuck are you doing, man? So you're going off on your own now?
1: Yeah. Okay. I've had it with your bullshit.
0: <laughs> Never would that said in a more polite away. I've had it with your bullshit.
1: <laughs> Full stop. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Episode
0: <Okay>. over. <laughs> so what? Are, what are you calling your new podcast now, then, Chris? Come
1: I on. think I think I already mentioned B- BCM, behind Chris's music, okay, and I well, think well, I will add talk about B C M A N L behind <laughs> Chris's music all night long. <laughs> what are we going to talk about on this? Are we are just going to talk about Dude Vine isn't Hart isn't like, the what? fucking name self explanatory? <laughs> well, We're talking about me. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're talking about you. <laughs> We're just doing what all podcasters do, talking about themselves and
2: talk- we'll
1: be more open about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: like
1: I like that actually now. <laughs> Dude, I don't think I could fill many episodes. <laughs> I think you'll be fine. At I least don't. for a week. No, I, I mean seriously, I did like it. Very well done. Thank Good you. job.
0: Look, good job.
1: I was when I oh. when I like I wrote I wrote some kind of a script like some notes. And I was like, hmm, do I give this a try? <laughs> like actually going the go <laughs> going the let's mock Ashley around. Yeah, totally. Let's see good. how this is going. And I'm I'm fully expecting to be shit upon uh, once I'm on vacation. So the the. Um, podcast
0: has got some new listeners because I started a new job, and I think we can tell everyone now. So I'm in Sweden
1: nowadays. Yeah, can we add the Swedish uh, national anthem in here? Yeah, I'm going to put Waterloo. Whatever. J- <laughs> that was, was my next uh, suggestion. Something really racist. <laughs> the final countdown. <laughs>
2: Um
0: anyway, so now I'm in Sweden and I've got a new job and things, and they ask what it is I do outside of the office because you know that's interesting and all that stuff. So I've been mentioning the podcast and we have had a lot of new listeners, well like a handful, but still, that's that's cool. decent enough for us. Hell yeah. And hello to all every- of you. Everyone's favourite part though, Chris, was the letter that I apparently sent to you. <laughs> <laughs> Of your episode. <laughs> they thought that was hilarious. And then were like, oh, I love the letter you wrote to Chris. I thought, like, well, I didn't do it, but I'll take the credit for it anyway. So, yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. So, they love that bit. So, no, good job. I think you did super, super good on your own. Thank you very much. Um, and it was, I like the intro and the fact it was much more scripted and here's what you're going to learn today kind of thing. Whereas when I do this, we just ramble and talk shit. But, um, yeah. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of BPM Pod. I am Ashley, uh, and I'm back from my little break. What's coming up on this week's episode? We're going to review some of the music we've been listening to recently. We're also going to take a look at a track from the BPM Pod Unsung Heroes playlist, which is going to be from Lisa Akua, who is going to be our guest in a couple of weeks' time. So it'll be cool to hear some music uh, before she comes on the show. And there's a new feature called What's That Riff, which I've got to think of a jingle to. And I'm thinking kind of like bill and ted kind of
1: dude like <laughs> what's the so riff? yeah
2: <laughs> or something and they go or something. oh that's like, cool i like to
0: i'll do that later another day yeah and then we'll round it off with the desert island playlist what happened well i i think some idiot potentially me
1: may have deleted an entire episode <laughs> So, could you please, your new colleagues, I think they might be handy with computers, could you ask them how to save a file properly?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Control S. I don't know what I did. I really don't know what I did. So we did a whole episode before the last interview with uh, Chili, and there was like a whole bit of chat before it, and there was a cool fact or fiction thing, which I think we might redo today, because I've forgotten it anyway. But but, um, it was a good episode, and it actually flowed really well. And I remember at the time, we are like, oh, that was good. That was really decent. And (laughs) I deleted it somehow. Um, I can't find it on the backup hard drive. I can't find it on the laptop. It's not in the uh, Google Drive folder. I don't know where the fuck it is. Happens to Um, the best. Whatever. So it's gone now. Um, And I'm glad you tore into me for that. That (laughs) And I will continue to do so. Okay, Mark.
1: Um, (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) With a C, please. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I no, it's but, dude but I, uh, a couple of days ago I was working on a, on a new project for a client and when I finished like two hours of work I remembered to save for the first time and I was like Jesus Christ this could have been such a close call when there's a power outage or whatever right how can I forget after so many years to fucking save my file it's just sometimes yeah. it's just yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, I used to really criticize the autosave feature on sort of OneDrive and mm. Google and all this stuff. But like you said, there's so many times I've got so far through something, I've been like, oh shit, have I saved this? Yeah. So, And I used to really criticize this autosave feature, and now I'm like, oh, actually, it's really great. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to criticize it again. Yeah. So uh, I did that with a video. The I was editing a video for someone, and... Um, Got right to the end and then realized, as I was exporting it, shit, I haven't actually saved the project. But luckily it flashes up and tells you, you haven't saved the yeah, project. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, good. But, yeah, how close was that? It was like four hours of
1: cutting clips and stuff. And then I was like, oh, God. Does, does an autosave feature, like, uses up a lot of resources, you think? Of RAM, maybe? Could that be? I don't know. I don't know, actually. Um uh, I'm not, I mean, I
0: can not even evidently save a file, so I have no <laughs> insight into the autosave feature, let alone the manual one, so um, <laughs> i probably not the best person to ask. But what was missing from that episode, that we did eventually sort of promote a bit, because luckily your episode got out so quickly uh. in the end, was your gig. Yeah. How was it? Weird. <laughs> and awesome. Oh. <laughs> weird and awesome. So I saw a few clips on uh, Instagram from yeah. your own Instagram and then from the Berlin East Not Amring uh, right. Instagram as well. And it looked like you were having a great time. But I must yeah. admit the first thing I
1: thought was what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really understand it. But tell tell us about it. Okay, so oh man, dude, I could fill 2 hours with this because there went so many things went wrong in the beginning. Oh Jesus. No. Oh, it was catastrophe at some point but at other times it was just great so I'm leaving out all this, <laughs> the stuff that went shit and I'm just going right to the cool stuff um, because we hadn't had any rehearsals with the wrestling crew for anybody who doesn't mm-hmm. know we, we played live music to a wrestling show and whenever a fighter entered the, the arena the ring um, we played their theme song and and that what is that, that's that what what we were booked for right and because suddenly when the, the actual fight started we were like just not n- as just from ourselves we we started to like underline the moves with with music, right? Whenever someone, when a fighter picked the other one up and let them fall on the crash pad, like it was, it was loud. Like, dude, a hundred kilo guy crashing on this, on this huge, huge, it made a, it made a loud noise. And we were like, dude, we're gonna support this with a fucking hit of the low B string, and it had it has such more impact. All of a sudden, it was so weird, and we totally got lost in it. And dude like it was so cool we actually started to cheer with the with the audience for the for the fighters and everything I mean most of the guys uh, in the audience and and us we have never seen a wrestling show before of course on TV like everybody's seen The Undertaker or Hogan right but to to be live in a wrestling show was just so you have to switch off your brain right Mm. it's Mm. not (laughs) it's not like very intelligent content it's just like, like something within you <laughs> from from times long ago. It's just, yeah, people fighting each other. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, like, what was the. So, so, hang on. So, how long did you actually play for? Like, so did you just play the sort of entrance music or you accompany the fights too? Or like, what was your sort of total set list, if we, you want to put it that way?
1: We were booked for 11 songs for the fighters that played whenever they were. Either entering the stage or winning the fight. So mm. let's say there were two, one versus one match, we would play two themes back to back, then there would be like basically silence if we were not like supporting s- hits or something else with pfft, uh, sounds, and then the winner would get his or her theme again. That was the plan, what we were booked and paid for. But then we started to add little snippets here and there and when the show started we were <laughs> it was oh dude like what are you playing at the beginning of the show and we were like uh nothing because we weren't told anything we haven't rehearsed anything dude you should totally play something you have to play something uh oh okay what what should we play yeah i don't know just you're the band <laughs> and it was, oh. okay and we had to improvise something we actually took a song of ours uh, which was, it was chasing spirits just uh fuck the vocals and just played the main riff over and over again (laughs) oh wow a little more quiet and get get a little louder and was actually really cool because the like the announcer dude he was like wow murphy by the way in the background is a stunt man what the hell is he's a goodest
0: boy isn't he he is great (laughs) look at that Jumped (laughs) straight up onto the desk chair and
1: swiveled it around (laughs) <laughs> wow.
2: Impressive. Anyway.
1: Yeah, the, the the ring announcer. He was like he was so cool. His name is Virgil. Um he came to us and was like, really relaxed. Could you give me a microphone? And from this to this, he like went around to the stage, ladies and gentlemen, and had like this booming voice and he was really into it. And then we started to play our Chasing Spirits r- riff, which is like this drop D. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. suddenly, it, it just, yeah, it, it fit. It just fit so well with the whole, I don't know. Was, vibe. Yeah, with the vibe, yeah. So, yeah, basically we, were, we, we rehearsed 11 to 13 songs, I think, uh, but we played a lot more than that. Mm. Well, we... Should have because the last day was canceled due to weather.
0: Ah. And
1: that was super shit because the last day would have had the Battle Royale where everybody was fighting everyone at the same time. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always with open air, it's always a risk, right? And we had like the shittiest weather ever. But like the wrestling guys, like we cannot allow this like the ring the stage was was wet and dude let just one guy slip and breaks his leg and you have insurance issues and whatever so our our equipment was getting soaked as well after like three hours of, and it wasn't just a light dribble it was like really fucking downpour because we were we were watching them rehearse their moves in the morning Mm. when the weather wasn't shit and dudes were going crazy right they had like there was this one guy he fought on the first day and he was like huge like tall just tall it was i think two meters and ten or whatever like a really huge fucking guy and they had a bit where they one of the small female wrestlers where he just fucking hold her up and threw her out of the ring oh nice they they were rehearsing that and three other guys were outside like waiting for her and there weren't any crash pads or anything no 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 they just catch them dude when she would have hit the fucking concrete that would have been it because the ring is like i don't know how high must it have, must it have been? I think it's pretty tall, right? Like,
0: I, and you're going over the top rope, so from ground to there, what's that? Maybe I, ten feet. I, I think so. With his
1: height added as well, like he was holding yeah. her high above his head, it was insane. Yeah. And dudes were like picking each other up and throwing. It was cool. It was, it was.
0: Did you take a bump, as they say? Did you get in the ring?
1: No, we weren't. Oh. Uh, we uh, Benny and Flo were thinking about it. <laughs> of course they were, of course they were <laughs> doesn't and surprise me. The only thing that I would have liked to do was to stand in the corner of the ring on yeah. the apron and just like holding up the base and just yeah. do something like that, but of course, the rain in here and there, and then we were told we cannot go in the ring with uh, having beer in our systems, <laughs> so and because we always have beer in our systems, there was like, okay, well, hmm. <laughs> So what happened with that? Because
0: I could see a little note in italics in the script that says, spoiler, I was drunk.
1: Yeah. um, Dude, it was like such a party. Because we were the... When 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 I speak about us, I talk about the wrestling guys as well, right? So when our uh, slot on the festival came, there was no other act playing or uh, like no theater act no other band so everyone from the audience that was on the festival grounds came to see the wrestling show because of course you do right yeah because it's fun it's right? fun and it's the only thing that's actually happening and we were allowed like Benny is a loud drummer and with the pa like and it, and everybody just started to like party it was so weird and of, we had a beer case right next to me on the stage it was oh well okay let's just fucking do this right
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: Oh, man. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty cool party. <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, that's man. that's
0: good.
2: Yeah. But that yeah, would be yeah. cool.
0: And I, I think it's like a... I remember when Chance, actually, from Heavy Heavy was on here. And they released a song at the time. And I remember the way I reviewed it was that it sounds like something that would be in a wrestling montage from the 90s. <laughs> you know, like yeah. before a pay-per-view. It'd be like, Stone Cold and The Rock. And then they'd have this, like... Montage and it used to be like Lynn Bizkit, I think, like my yeah. way. Yeah, whatever <laughs> they rock bottom to it and stuff. And, be, yeah, like and it was really cool, it was really well done. Like, whatever you say about wrestling, their video, video sort of packages are fantastic, like, they're really yeah. good, like, they really hype things up, stuff, blah blah blah. Um, and I remember I reviewed this song at the time and I said, Oh, it sounds like something that should be in that. And yeah. I was like, I wonder how they're going to take that. But they actually took it as a massive compliment because of exactly yeah, yeah. what I just said. Like, they suit the mood so well. So even though it is a bit objectively odd, like you're writing sort of these rock songs for these, well, what are really actors and sports, sports actors, sports entertainers. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of a weird thing, but it is cool, right? Because you're literally right. sort of setting the mood of their character and things. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's really yeah. cool. That's such a yeah, great yeah. gig. yeah Uh, yeah
1: it was and dude like the the coolest thing was like all of them were so nice they were just nice people right yeah exactly we we actually i think we made uh one or two really good friends because we were just hanging out uh, a lot and and dudes were like they were actually interested in our stuff Mm. so that was cool it wasn't just like this courtesy of being oh there's the band they play for us oh hello thank you very much have a good day fuck off please mm, mm. they were actually interested in what we we're doing mm. and we were asking stuff and do like the funniest and dumbest thing when we were sound checking because we did the whole sound check ourselves mm. jesus christ that w- <laughs> oh man <laughs> my fucking nervous system um when we were sound checking and the drums were finally set up like all, the wrestling guys were already on stage in the ring, and they're like, dude, "Dude, the drummer, dude, can you do this?" When someone makes a joke, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he and he he just he actually did it, like, and they went fucking wild. <laughs> and it was like, "Oh my god, that's really fucking <laughs> so dumb." I mean, it's something usual for us, right? But we get crazy when someone does a choke slam, which might totally. might be something very common for them. I think. But when we see a chokeslam for the first time in real life, we're like,
2: oh, this is
0: fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I said it to was... my wife a little while ago, I need to go and watch a wrestling show because I'm not into wrestling anymore. I used to be when I was, you know, up until about 11 or 12 years old. Yeah. So that's like 65 the years ago now. But um, <laughs> at and at least, at least, <laughs> um, that was when, uh, you know, they'd have like big handlebar mustaches and wear like leotards oh, and yeah. carry big weights and things. You know, I'm yeah. talking about Victorian era wrestling. But I used to really, really what love you it. I mean And I said, to, I said to my wife, I should really go and watch it again. Because I wonder if you would... I think it's one of those sort of sports entertainment things that you probably just get swept up in after a while. And be yeah, like, yeah. actually, this is pretty cool. Like, yeah. I mean, it's dumb, but it is pretty cool. Like, it's a good kind of dumb. Yeah, and I mean, this shit hurts, right? Like you said, <laughs> yeah. with this girl going over the fucking ropes. If she misses that, that's a broken nose, probably a
1: rib... Yeah. <laughs> lawsuit.
0: Yeah. Bruising everywhere. I mean, even... Come and think about it. Even if you landed in a group of guys' hands from a sort of 10-foot drop, it's still going to bruise you and hurt you and shit. Dude, when I think
1: you. about my, my fucking uh, ripped ten- uh, tendons that I had some uh, weeks ago, and that was just because I missed a fucking like, step. Yeah. yeah. I cannot... Begin to imagine what happens when you when you're being thrown off a fucking stage from four meters high, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or
0: being smacked in the head with a chair, or you know, yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm just going to go through this table. Yeah, because that yeah. sounds like a normal. <laughs> is, is thing that, that cool. To do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> because we were we were uh, with Flo's car, Flo's a uh, chimney sweeper. And he he has, because being a chimney sweeper, you need a lot of ladders in your car, right? Mm. To get to higher players. I was like, dude, we need those for fucking ladder match.
0: (laughs) 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 We're going to review a song now (laughs) from the BPM pod. Unsung Heroes playlist and this week we picked one at random because we don't have a guest this week because we figured after we've had a break of a month and Chris has been on his own and taken over the podcast it'd be nice just to chat shit and um, welcome ourselves and everyone else back so that's what we're doing um so instead we're going to pick up a song now I said to Chris pick a number between 1 and 69 genuinely that's how many songs are on the playlist by the way <laughs> we are not just being crude um and he picked this one and what came up because you're a clairvoyant Evidently, you picked the song Dancing Trees by Lisa Okua, who is our guest in two weeks' time. So, evidently, you're some sort of psychic. Um, Dude, I've been saying it all my life. Yeah, and, um, it, I mean, good. who's crazy now, mom and dad? <laughs> Still you. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can be talented and crazy. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so Lisa Akua will be our guest in a couple of weeks' time. Now, just a quick intro to her before we start talking about a song of hers that's on the playlist. Uh, She's actually got a more uh, recent song out that just came out not too long ago called We Will Pass, which uh, is part of her upcoming EP or album. I can't remember which. Uh, that's coming up this year or end of this year, early next year, I think, as well. And I think she wants to tour and promote that when everybody can again as well. And that's called Outgrowing Nymph. Um, And this song that we picked out today was one that I think has probably taken off the most in terms of streams and recognition. And that's because it's been recorded and released by the famous Gold Watch Studios, who a lot of people in berlin especially really love and respect so i think that's got proper treatment and proper release this time and the song is called dancing trees um now just a quick intro again to lisa she is a singer songwriter based in berlin you can hear her episode from a year or so ago and she does what is called intro folk which is kind of a introspective confessional singer-songwriter style, uh, as she puts it, this folk created by introverts for introverts, or something like that, um, so the sort of stuff I like, to be quite honest um, this very yeah. confessional 60s, 70s kind of folk music, which I love, and uh, this song that we listen to, as I said, is called Dancing Trees probably her most uh, famous one, let's put it that way so, yeah. while well, I had to take a break, this and behind Breaking the Fourth Wall here knowledge to get my daughter to nap. <laughs> we both took a listen to it, so it's relatively recent impressions. Not not l- completely live. But here's a clip and then we're going to talk about the song. I'm close to of this of this tune because i came back into the podcast came back in and was like look i've listened to it and you were like it's awesome yeah that was
1: all you said (laughs) and then i quit the stream yeah there we go (laughs) (laughs) no it it really is i i uh, did i i didn't know what to expect and like when i because i listened on headphones and i immediately um, like heard the like the reverby drones that are layered underneath the acoustic guitar and the vocals and I was like this is some shoegazy shit and I love it <laughs> and it keeps on giving like there's there later in the song you can actually hear string instruments like just barely audible but I think there are adding like the reverb tails of those string instrument instruments like before and you can actually hear them in those drones and that's so cool I, I love this like freeze the reverb tail stuff that you just have this wobbling in the background that but it still has harmonic content to it mm. and paired with the acoustic guitar and her very like dryly mixed uh, vocals that's cool it reminded me a lot uh, of early daughter stuff mm. I think the what's it called the woods or forest I think is one of those songs uh yeah, super cool. I'm not a huge fan of folk stuff, but this one is the right amount of folk for me. So, I'm really looking forward to speaking to her about this uh, about her music. Yeah. This this song reminded me
0: most of um of someone called Phoebe Bridges and she is a I think she's in her mid 20s now, but a wonderful singer-songwriter, American singer-songwriter who I absolutely adore. So this is not uh, bad thing at all in my mind, at least to be compared to. And it is this very sort of melancholic, folk, acoustic driven sound, but has all of these sort of lovely ambient sort of washes underneath it and stuff like that. Um, and that's the kind of atmospheric acoustic music that I would like to record, to be honest. A lot of, you know, this sort of big sound, as yeah. in like a big soundscape, but actually quite a sort of tight tightly mixed dryly mixed guitar vocal yeah so you know you've you've got this huge sort of atmosphere that it lives in and that's the sort of thing i really like this kind of very atmospheric acoustic sound um and i think she's done that brilliantly actually yeah um what i really love about not just this song but lisa's vocals generally is this um very well-spoken, I don't really know a better way to put it, very well-enunciated kind of way of singing. Yeah, It's not how I like to sing, to be honest. Um, and I think when some people try too hard to be this particularly very English kind of sounding voice where they pronounce every word like precisely, it sounds awful, <laughs> and I think it sounds terrible. <laughs> and, I, and I think there are a lot of folk singer-songwriters especially who do this, who are like... I am very sad, and I wrote in my diary something. And you're like, "Oh, this is so awful! Stop this voice! You sound like you're faking a London accent. It's awful," <laughs> um, and I hate it. But Lisa's voice with this sounds so natural. Like her actual clarity of her voice is extremely natural. Like yeah. it's not like she's sort of forcing anything out or trying to be anything. It's yeah. just super clear. You're to- um, you totally buy it. I think it's it's like it's authentic. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I really liked this and uh, I was just rocking my daughter to sleep to it at the same time so it was very calming yeah. uh, while she's you know punching me in the face and screaming so uh, <laughs> that, that was that was not so nice uh, if I'd listened to Magnum Opus I might we might start wrestling <laughs> <laughs> body slammed <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hurting my child it's a joke but um, uh, <laughs> last ride <laughs> um, <laughs> all oh. these moves yeah but I really, really like this track. Really like it. Hell oh, yeah! Um, Dude, and put a, I put a
1: Spotify heart uh, on, onto it, so it's in my favorite list. Right. I now. mean, that means everything nowadays, it doesn't right?
0: it? No, I'm really looking forward to talking to her about this. How, yeah. if I had not like, it's not a criticism. It's just something I wonder, um, because this is the sort of music I like. But a whole album's worth of it can get a bit sort of tiring, to mm. be honest. So I'm really interested to see what a sort of high points on her album will be as well. No, but you know what I mean? Like, you yeah, cause you yeah. can't always just do shoegaze acoustic yeah, for yeah. 45 minutes. That's going to get quite flat. Yeah. So if you sequence it pretty well, you can input a few uh, high points, higher bits. So I'm interested to see Blast what else here is... and there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just a fucking dubstep drop. <laughs> yeah. like, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm wondering how it fits in with the rest of the album. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a feeling it might be one of these ones where it feels continuous where the sort of ambience of one blends into another and right. I like that sort of shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was... Uh, during, during... I think during... Uh, at the middle of the song I was like I could imagine this as an intro track for some kind of folk black metal band mm. with the with the female singer. Female fronted metal I was told mm. to call it. <laughs> huh so it's, it's very that a thing yeah it is um, so yeah very genre bending I think I guess a bit for, I, I really love it I, I think it's awesome cool what have you been listening to otherwise what have you been
0: choosing to uh, listen to over the past few weeks
1: I don't know <laughs> <laughs> well you've been practicing a lot for the gig right I mean oh yeah I've been listening to other people's music uh, so oh hang on I've been listening to oh this is gonna be good uh, a student of mine uh, came to me and was like, I want to learn a Three Days Grace song. You remember okay. Three Days Grace? Yeah, yeah I remember, yeah. D- uh, they've only been a name like for me because uh, I remember the... Uh, I think he isn't the main vocalist anymore. Adam Gontier, is that his name? Uh, he mm. used to be the frontman. I think, the vocalist and songwriter. Um, yeah. Because he did a... <coughs> Uh, a co- uh, not a cover uh, featuring with Apocalyptica mm. uh, some years ago, oh, very, very some years ago, uh, mm. a lot of years ago, and that's where I kn- knew their name from. But other than that, I've never listened to Three Days Grace. And when I, and it, for me, it was like that has to be some 2000s uh, crossover music, right? And we listened but they to were that first song? in the 90s, right? Not just well, were they this 2000? early, yeah, I think so. But anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, so we listened to "Never Too Late" and Mm -hmm. "Pain," I think. And dude, it's awesome. It is two thousand crossover music. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was. was, They have to because when I listen to it, dude, I bet they are playing PRS guitars in drop D tuning. And we we googled it and guess what? (laughs) They played PRS guitars in drop D tuning.
2: (laughs)
0: Also been listening to some blink 182 or something
1: I oh yeah as well uh, uh at the gym where uh, where I'm training uh, a, a, a friend of mine he's working there and he always puts uh when he's in charge of the of the gym he puts on some blink 182 and the newer albums because he loves those more than the old ones and I guess he's going to get murdered by old school blink 182 <laughs> fans now but yeah the new stuff is cool uh it's really autotuned that's what I don't like about it. Mm, mm. Uh, other than that, I, I think it's awesome. And I, um, poor Mark Hoppus, right? Dude has cancer. Does he? I didn't know. Yeah, dude's like, really sick. Uh, he announced oh. it a couple of weeks ago, like stage four cancer. Um, Bloody hell. But he can't even be very old.
0: No, yeah, I think he's in his mid-40s. So, Blink-182 and uh, Three Days Grace. Yeah. Been, uh, Fill in your head. On Mm -hmm. my end, I've been uh, listening to someone called the Tacoma Narrows Bridge Disaster. (laughs) Rolls off the tongue. Real name. They have a great website, though. It's called bridgedisaster.co.uk, which is a really good uh, website. I like that. Um, And I don't know much about them. And I've got to be honest, I discovered the money a few weeks ago while on... um, I think it was on YouTube or something, listening to King Buffalo, who I love. Um, Their psychedelic stoner desert rock band, who I really, really like. Um, And this came up, I think, as a suggestion or something, the Tacoma Narrows Bridge Disaster. They're a British band, and the only description I have of them, this is all that there is on their website, is, our riffs will hurt you, and our ambience will make you cry. Um, (laughs) Weird flex, but okay. (laughs) I don't think they take themselves too seriously, to be fair. Because the description of this album, uh, the album that i am listening to, by the way, is their newest one called The World Inside. Again, this very um, prog, sort of psychedelic desert rock. There's barely any vocals. I think only one track has vocals. The rest are all instrumental. Um, it reminded me most, oddly, minus the Latin feel of the band we listened to the other week called Polyverso. Yeah. It reminded me most of them, minus right. the Latin influences. So um, kind of this cool, yeah, cool sort of prog, psych stoner rock first one's very prog and very synth driven the first song they there called machinations and then the rest go more into sort of jam garage stoner rock which is cool nice i like that i like that stuff so anyway here's the description of their album whether biologically or socially we seem to be trapped each of us in our own little subjective fantasy that leads to the post-truth phenomenon that leads to tribe against tribe political systems and that facilitates chaos and its journey throughout our lives Socially, we seem to project our interpretation of the world around us onto everyone else, and we expect them to think and feel the same way. And if they don't, we judge them defective or deficient in some way. There's a lot of talk in the air about tribalism and post-truth era and all that kind of thing. Whatever it is, we're
1: doing this to ourselves.
0: (laughs) So I don't think they actually take themselves all too seriously. I was
1: expecting something like, also, titties. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, effectively, that's what they just did. (laughs) So, So... I have a feeling they don't take themselves too seriously yeah that's good though So we should probably see if they want to come on. They're a British four-piece band, uh, a guy called Ben on drums, Tom on bass, Andrea on guitar and synth, and Drew. Drew Vernon. Sounds like a porn star. (laughs) Maybe he
1: is. (laughs) I don't know them. Does he Um, have an OnlyFans? I heard OnlyFans cancels his uh, mature content.
0: Yeah, I I didn't know if we were going to talk about this because we (laughs) made jokes about (laughs) OnlyFans then they (laughs) collapsed. Like, Just when we were about to take off. And they were like they were like, Oh no, we don't want their endorsement. <laughs> like <laughs> once we threatened to do a masturbation video on OnlyFans, <laughs> they were they were like, No, 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 we are we're done.
2: <laughs> like, Should pull they all found that adult con- <laughs>
0: Yeah, pull all that adult content. Yeah. <laughs> this episode has taken a very weird time. Um <laughs>
1: Speaking of weird turns, though. Dude, I do you mem- I want to do music for porno at one point. Uh, oh my God. I used to work for a collecting society, and I had to um, add, like, songs to our database. And we actually had an album for, for a porn DVD. And it was, like we had to research it just for the for the for the um ESDN, uh, isdn code like for for amazon i i, I think that, and it was dude this is porn and the, the song titles weren't even like weird or anything just track a track b and i was like i wonder how, how <laughs> i wonder how it is to make music for porn because you think of like cheesy 70s waka waka uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> funk <yeah>. stuff <laughs> so
2: that's, that's on my bucket should- list
0: You should subvert the expectations of porn. Yeah. And instead of like really romantic sort of Bee Gees kind of stuff or Barry White kind of level, you know, this like Nile Rodgers guitar riff kind of
2: in the background
0: or whatever.
1: (laughs) Instead of that, you should just do like death metal. Yeah. (laughs) We talked about porn grand uh, some episodes ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when well, this really romantic scene and this you go like oh, yeah roger right <laughs> pumps up the blood pressure <laughs> yeah and they would be like what is this <laughs> why it's does empowering. it is it weird does it that it makes me feel good
0: yeah. well okay before we move on to the next segment <laughs> this has gone so weird um The other thing I've listened to is the Baby Driver official soundtrack. Oh, hell yeah. Which is so good. Yeah. Like, Baby Driver is an amazing film, anyway. We should probably, we're going to talk about games on the next episode, too. And it's up to you to pick a game soundtrack. But we should probably look at some film ones as well. Because fuck me, there's some good Mm. uh, collections of songs, especially from recent sort of films like Guardians of the Galaxy had a wonderful official soundtrack. All of these sort of more rock lead soundtracks have really become popular again i love this yeah uh baby driver soundtrack is great just for queen bright of rock beyond anything else what a song uh golden earring uh radar love that's a good song uh loads good stuff on there so i've been listening to that
1: the opening where where he's walking with the coffee through the city and everything is matched to the beat of the song is just dude echo right movies are yeah the dude is something else. I always think about Scott Pilgrim. How awesome is that fucking movie.
0: Such an
1: underrated
0: movie. Yeah. Really underrated. Um people seem to think that you have to be into games to get it, and that's yeah. really not true at all. Um, I think it's
1: it's even more for musicians than for gamers, actually. I would
0: agree. Yeah. And I, I love that film. Dude, it's like, so
1: it's so beautifully made. It's so like it pays so much respect to being in a shitty band in a small town playing Battle of the Bands shows, dude. I, I get no. goosebumps thinking about
2: it.
0: Yeah. Oh my
1: god. It, it's such a good movie and very like.
0: I don't. I don't know. I don't want to sound like a prude because that's not how I mean it. Like, ooh, it has to be clean. Yeah. But it is very sort of innocent, kind of clean fun. Yeah. You know? yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It's really just an enjoyable film. I, I don't know why that doesn't get talked about more. Actually. Yeah. Um, but one thing I should watch, speaking of Edgar Wright, see, we've steered it back on to music-related stuff now. Um, yes. Is, uh,
2: gosh, we did it, <laughs> uh,
0: is he just did a new documentary, um, actually. So he, he doesn't do documentaries normally. I mean, he's known for Shaun of the Dead and Baby Driver and whatnot. Um, and he just did a documentary about the band Sparks. Do you know the Sparks are? Mm, no, I don't know. You will if I do this. Okay, so Sparks are a uh, rock duo, pop rock, sort of avant-garde pop rock duo. Yeah, um, and uh, they're very quirky, and they've been active since 1966. They're still active now, and I guess they really kicked off the um, genre of sort of like glam rock almost to oh, a right. point, like and stuff. So they're, but it's not glam in like White Snake, yeah, kind of way. It's it's just a bit avant-garde and weird. And they are very strange, but two lovely blokes, uh, Russell and Ron Mayle. Uh, I think they're brothers. Anyway, they're um, really, really cool. So I should watch this, um, this documentary about them because they've inspired so many people, like Franz Ferdinand and Ooh. Giorgio Moroder, uh, Tony, Tony Visconti, uh, stuff like that. Like, it's incredible, like their influence. And you'll know it by this song if I go. This town ain't
2: big enough for the both of us.
0: That one. Right. that's that Sparks.
2: All right.
0: So this very obscure sort of rock yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just done a documentary about them, and cool. from what I've read about it, it's incredible, and yeah. um, everyone should watch it because they're actually much more influential than people give them credit for. Mm. Uh, they talk about how they've worked with or influenced Bjork and Depeche Mode, Sonic Youth, The Smiths, stuff like this. It's crazy, actually. Wow. So.
1: Did Echoride also direct uh, Hot Fuzz? Uh, he did. He did right. do Hot Fuzz. Oh, man. I love that movie. I, I think I saw Hot Fuzz in the last two months at least five times. <laughs> just love it so much.
0: It's a wonderful movie. Really, really wonderful. Welcome to our new feature, What's That Riff? Dude, watch that riff. Um, Sometimes, I don't know if you do this, Chris, but when you're just jamming along, do you just start playing famous riffs by accident? (laughs) Even if you're just playing your own shit, and then you're like, oh,
1: actually, no, that's not mine. No, dude, I'm not playing. I'm just, I'm composing famous riffs. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I started playing stuff, and then I'm like, what is that riff? Because I started just playing things, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And there was one I was playing the other day. I was just fiddling along, you know, noodling about. And I don't know how it goes now because I accidentally played it. But yeah. if you can identify what it is, great. And if you can't, I would like it if other people could identify what it is because this is driving me insane. And obviously Shazam doesn't work with just playing oh, riffs that, that to it. Would have been my next question. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't work by just playing riffs to it. Isn't so, there um, an
1: app that can do that?
0: If there is, this whole segment's pointless. But yeah, man, <laughs> human
1: interaction. I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, so I don't know how it goes. Uh, hold on. Oh no, where am I? I don't know. Anyway, because I just ended up noodling it, so now I'm trying to revisit that. Yeah, like that. That's it. Okay. So I was just playing the other day, just going. Oh well, well, no, whatever. Down there. My first.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and that's I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that it's where's my mind. It's
0: something like that. I, I don't, Do, maybe I played a note wrong. But.
1: Uh, check out the cover that uh, Pete Box did. He because he sings that as well. He he layers it. Do you know the the one I, I'm talking about? I don't. No. This is the thing. This is
0: my point. This is why we need the where's that riff thing. Because I I have no clue what this song is. Literally none. Maybe I've heard this song before. Maybe I have. I must
1: have. Surely. So I guess. Hang on. So what do you think it is? I think it is uh, Where's My Mind? By the Pixies. By the Pixies. Uh, But we do not talk about Fight Club.
0: Oh, my God, it is. It is? It is? <laughs> okay, so I changed down a note a bit early. But otherwise, yeah. Um, wow. Well done. Nice. <laughs> this feature's already great. You are my yeah! Shazam. The other one I started playing, because you just play open strings and start of like stupid shit. like Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but so the other day I was going like this. that it just goes up the string that is a riff and i don't I did, know what
1: it is it is in 7 8 right
0: yeah,
1: yeah. could be from a heist movie
0: <laughs> it sounds like something like like almost hush deep purpley or something like that yeah, but i can't yeah. think what it is for the life of me and then it probably goes probably goes up I bet it keeps going up the scale or whatever but I was playing it and I was like no but it's not like because Joe thought it was Muse or something and I was like oh I can kind of see why you
1: think later that later Muse
0: stuff yeah, yeah but I can actually see why you would think it's that one but that's not what I was trying to play no no it was just some, I was like what is it Fleetwood Mackey or something or oh then, right oh. no but it's not that
2: that's, oh well yeah That's... that
1: sounds very 70s prog rock right like Kansas uh, stuff or Fleetwood yeah, I, or... I don't know what it is anyway what's that riff if you know what
0: it is or if there's any riffs that are bugging you send us in a short clip as well oh yeah I would want to hear your hum yeah, exactly. All your hum, anything. Just some sort of melody where you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Send it in and we'll try to uh, identify it.
1: I think Chris will have uh, more success on this feature than me. Oh, dude, I don't know. Especially when it comes to the like the 70s, 80s stuff. <sighs> I'm not good with that. think you're good.
0: So as we said earlier, no guest on this week's episode of BPM Pod. There will be a guest on next week's episode. That's the lovely Lisa Akua. So we'll see her around uh, on the next time we chat about other random nonsense we're also going to have a computer game soundtrack on the next episode too oh we'll uh, have to pick one yeah we'll have to pick one in a minute we can debate that in a second to end it off Uh, it's your choice this time though but before we go there we're going to go to the desert island where we're still stranded and still listening to music and we're going to add a couple of songs there so
1: Chris what do you have to add to the desert island playlist I am going to add Marigold by Periphery. Um, Periphery have been dominating the gent or modern metal genre for 10 years now, I think. And basically everybody copied their sound. Like, literally every fucking body copied their sound. And Marigold is one of those songs where they started to add orchestra in there. And the chorus... The, especially the last one where they have a choir in there. Dude, it's just so epic and it's not even fast and technical. It's just like. <sighs>
0: check them out more that was great really really great good suggestion cool Cool. thank you you're opening me up to so much more music like these days it's crazy (laughs) really like really um it's great um and also i then share the stuff you recommend with a friend of mine called lee uh shout out lee he listens to this stuff and he's great back in the uk and his sort of level of knowledge of sort of metal is insane yeah. Um, but he still misses out on things here and there. So he'd never even heard of Devon Townsend, had no clue whatsoever. Yeah. And I sent him it. He was like, I'll oh, send it over. So I did. And then he just wrote back saying, "This is awesome." <laughs> <And> that's, <laughs> that's all he put. So um, it's uh, it's really great. First time hearing it was awesome. Was exactly <laughs> what he said. And then I sent him Spirit Box, which he loved as well. Um, and then he sends me lots of stuff: Avatar, Amon, Amath, Ammon Yeah.
1: Meshuga, Dude, you haven't heard of Meshuggah? Never. How
2: have I not N- heard really? of Really? Yeah. Dude,
1: they're they're almost like a meme by now. Oh, that's Sabaton you, okay. and you, a few others. Okay, uh, while we're at this, you have to check out the first seconds of Meshuggah's Bleed. Bleed mm. is the song for drummers. And you'll <laughs> I, hear why. <laughs> I've never heard of them. Man, see, this is what I mean. This is good. You're
0: getting me... Getting me onto new stuff. Okay, right. First few seconds of this. All right, here we go. (laughs) No, but who is that... but wait, hang on but that's not one drummer is it yeah, yeah yeah no but he's like triplet hitting those fucking yeah like basses bass notes like with uh, drums even what the fuck yeah Kick drum even was, the word I was like
1: they basically made their like these dudes were uh responsible responsible for gent decades before it came to the surface <laughs>
0: But how's he, no, but there must be some sort of customized kit, like he's triple stroke in it. That's crazy, Yeah, which I've seen people do, but not for like that sustained amount of time. <laughs> wow. He's going to have legs like tree trunks yeah. as well. <laughs> like they're going to be massive.
1: But I think these dudes were the first to uh, utilize eight string guitars as well. Well, I'd
0: never heard of them, so maybe we maybe we should talk to Lee on here. You could two yeah. just like go crazy about metal for a while.
1: Awesome.
0: Just as he's a massive music fan, but has no musical skill whatsoever.
1: Well, that's cool. You need you need good fans as well.
0: Exactly. So, um, and he really loved a band called The Who, who you played with. Yeah, the Mongolian like yeah. <laughs> ethnic Mongolian instrument metal band he loved them so he was like oh cool (laughs) so you're like a hero now in his eyes yeah (laughs) anyway what have I been listening to Uh, yeah no what's going on there? the Desert Island playlist Uh, oh oh, yeah right I'm going to submit this song to the Desert Island playlist called Land of the Living by Matthew Perryman Jones that is his not like that's his artist name and real name it's kind of cool Um, and it's this lovely sort of swirling builds up to this lovely uh, conclusion I don't know what we call it really it's not folk rock it's kind of soft rock really I guess song Um, it's become a little bit overplayed it was first really got recognition in the trailer for the film Manchester by the Sea oh right Um, and it really sort of kicked that off and people really loved it Um, he's a singer songwriter from the US by the way who people in sort of country and folk circles know but he's never really sort of hit it big to be honest and so not underground by any means but not not famous and selling out arenas and things and then this song really sort of kicked him into gear yeah um and then they used it again on a netflix show called love death and robots which i haven't watched oh um, right
1: and I, dude I i'm not a huge it. fan of that uh series but you have to watch the first episode with the robots three robots it's called it's 50 minutes Okay, maybe I should give it a look. Because it gets pushed on me a lot, but I'm like, nah. I don't... Is is it the first episode of... It's in the first season, and it's 10 minutes at max of 15. Uh, It's so dark and so funny at the same time.
0: Hmm. Okay, maybe I'll give it a look. But um, he then sort of... He was then included on the official soundtrack of this, and so it got another sort of um, go, another sort of bite. So, people have now gone crazy about this song as well. Um, I think it's a wonderful song. The lyrics, it's beautiful, yeah. The lyrics are a bit bizarre and they don't really make a lot of sense unless you dig into them. But it's actually a retelling of a biblical story, but done from the perspective of him coming home, I think, to look after his sick dad or something. So it's uh, I can't remember. I've really got to look that up again, but it's something along those lines that he's sort of personalised this biblical story. Anyway, and it ends with this huge sort of conclusion of him like shouting that he's coming home and stuff, and it's very like nice tearjerkery like montage music.
1: But I really yeah. like that song. I'm lot. just listening to it in the background, and I, I'm like, I can see this in an episode of Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of it... like end of season
2: yeah, montage yeah, yeah. music.
1: Yeah. Anyway,
0: thanks, Chris, as always thank you and uh uh, yeah see you next time on your own on your own podcast mark (laughs) roberto (laughs) no